The Truth Be Told Show, where we place America first, first, honoring those who go and are you there? Yes, sir. What's going on, brother? Man, I'm feeling, man, you know, I just want to, first of all, all the listening audience, thank you for tuning in. Uh, this show is uh, uh, a little, I'm a little heavy, man, with all the crime and the violence and the stuff that's going on in our community and across our nation and everything, man. And, uh, and the emails and the texts and, uh, you know, it's so crazy, man. I feel a little heavy, man. I feel a little heavy. I'm got to shake it off, man. So, you know, I, 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 uh, I, I'm going to say, hey, truth be told, brother. Uh, we got to do better as a, as a people, as a nation, as Americans moving forward, man. And so, uh, you know, that's where I'm at right now, man. I, I'm a little heavy, a little heavy right now. Yeah, help me out. Uh, help me out. Hey, man. man, I mean, you know, truth be told, you know, I stay away from the news, all the emails and the text messages. I hear about it when I'm talking to uh, you guys pretty much. But, you know, I, I stay away from that heavy heaviness you know my heaviness comes from working hard all week trying to uh uh make a dollar out of 15 cents so that's that's where my heavy comes from but you know you're right there's a lot going on there's a lot of uh of violence you know we spoke about it uh this past saturday on the tipping point show on wlou um you know there's a lot going on man you've got uh the the the, the shooting that happened which you know i'm still I'm still out there trying to figure out really yeah. what's going on. I'm, I'm I'm not sure what's going right. on with that, brother. I'm I'm skeptical. I uh, uh you know, but I'm a skeptical type of person. I'm a skeptic. Right. You know, I, I right. Don't, right. I don't right. believe everything that's right in front of me because I know things can be manipulated. 
I know there's a mainstream media out there that manipulates things. So, you know, right. I'm still skeptical. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what's going on. Um, I'm not sure uh, who's doing what, but, um, well, you know, it seems well, wild that going. somebody would go and yeah. burn a vehicle. Right. That that's that's not right. that's not normal for a typical drive-by shooting, brother. That that's mm. that's that somebody put some thought into that, and typically there's not much thought behind drive-by shooting. That sounds a little more organized to me. So it makes me well, you, wonder you, what's you. really going on. Yeah, you you want you want to taste that little you want to go a little deeper. Matter of fact, we talked about that when JC was on. You know, you you want to go deep. You want to go fish in deep waters. You don't want to you don't want shadow waters, right? You you no, want to no, go a little I'm, deep. I'm a, I'm a deep water kind of guy. And, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you want to you want to fish in deep waters. Yeah, me me either. Well, listen up, man. You know, I'm gonna change things around here a little bit, man, because uh, we got to hope. You know, the topic of the show, you gave it. We're the real men of the community. Please stand up. We're the real men of the community. Real stand up. And so uh, I'm going to play, uh, going to get this uh, history untold moment uh, in there because uh, this is a history untold that took place July the 3rd, okay, 2017, where I want and only uh, uh, Mr. Dr. Noah Shelton. I want you to listen to this. I stand here today and tell everybody. Thank goodness for slavery. Slavery was the greatest thing that ever happened in America. Without slavery, I wouldn't be standing here talking to you all. Without slavery, you all wouldn't be standing there listening to me wishing I'd hush. And if you want to stop all these killings and all this stuff, we better understand what we're dealing with. We're not dealing with African Americans. We're dealing with descendants of American slaves. American slaves is the only tribe that's ever been bred to America. We're the only child of the greatest, most powerful country in the world. Yet we're ashamed to be who we are. Mm. We're stuck in ghettos, jobless, and a whole lot of other things. The reason why is our breeding is catching up with us. It's always been there. We hold these truths to be self-evident. That American slaves were bred on America, but because of forced illiteracy during the breeding process we were created unequal the american slave culture inherited a cultural handicap that denies the sentence of american slaves long life true freedom and the pursuit of happiness we need help my people need help we don't like to say that. We don't like to broadcast that in our deteriorating condition. The American slave culture is here today. We're teaching racial guidance from America. That's why we're here at the Capitol. We're starting with the government. But because our name's not on the book, we get no guidance. We just come around on our own and do the best that we can. The reason we're asking America to guide us is because America is our mother country. America is our mother country. We're the only people who's ever bred in America by America. The American government is wholly responsible for the American slave culture. Wholly. Totally. 
We are therefore asking the American government to create a cabinet position that addresses the issues surrounding descendants of American slaves' needs. American slaves laid the American Slave Foundation on the principles of peace, happiness, love, and prosperity. We're here today petitioning to secure descendants of American slaves' safety and happiness. We want to protect the freedom, and we're demanding the freedom that America promised American slaves when our forefathers were released from slavery. We were promised certain things that have never been delivered. Wow, what a piece. What a, you didn't see that one coming, did you, Joe? You didn't no, see no, that one no. coming. I, I, I didn't know you were going to go Kanye West on us. I didn't know that. <laughs> That's a good one. I'm glad. Hey, listen, the reason I brought that up is a couple of things in there that he said in there that's so very relevant, okay? Uh, if we want to stop hey, the hey, crime and the There's a couple of things in there that's going to piss some people off, too. But you're right. Very relevant, just the same. Yes, sir. And very relevant, just the same. Exactly. But the main, the primary thing that he said in there, there's a couple of primary things that he said in there. And, and I wanted to get it from... Dr. Noah Shelton, not me saying it, you saying it, anybody, but specifically him, specifically since uh, we got October the 9th and 10th is coming, or the 8th and 9th coming up and everything, St. Stephen's and everything. We want to, we, you know, they're doing some things, but they're not including this man involved with that. But July the 3rd, 2017, he talks about the violence and the crime that's happening and all across our country is not being done by Negroes, Blacks, and African Americans. He said it's being done by descendants of American slaves. Pause. Descendants of American slaves. Pause. We got to address that, man. What do you think of that? You know, I mean, hey, that's that's a tough one. Because, see, the, the thing about it is we're still trying to get people to understand the 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 ideology of the terminology American descendants right. of slaves. People people love calling themselves a color. They they love calling themselves that. And and so we're still trying to get people just to get out of the ideology of saying, hey, I'm the crayon color black. When really, you know, I remember when my kids were like three years old, they said mommy was fudge and daddy was beige. That's what they said. So, you know, the innocence of a child right there, um, they knew colors. But that's right. They, they knew that we weren't black. They knew that much. Exactly. You know, but but they, we're grown people now. But you gotta, and we act like we don't know colors. And, and, but we got to, you know, I and I have these discussions. I, I try to have these discussions with us culturally, but I seems because of, you know, 90% of the people that I hang out with don't look like us, okay? You know, I'm a surgical technologist, so I hang out with people that don't look like So I have these discussions most so with people who don't look like me. And I ask this question, man, uh, and here's the question. Who named themselves black and who named themselves white, okay? Mm. When you ask the question who named themselves white and who named themselves black, you realize that the dominant European culture named themselves white. Yes. And why? 
Well, essentially, mm. you know, there, there was, uh, I mean, the understanding is that, you know, that was the elitist crew. Uh, the color white is deemed as uh, purity, uh, right? You, you wear white wedding dress, uh, things of that nature. Um, you know, it, it, it symbolizes uh, virginity. It symbolizes, um, you know, I mean, you don't see a black dove being raised up. You see a white dove. So, so the color white is always considered clean, uh, whereas the color black is simply the opposite, right? So, you know, if you had a choice to name yourself something, then would you choose black? In now, to, in today's, now, now, In today's understanding now. of black and white, right? Right. Now, that's interesting. Now, I want to tie this into owning a pet. You know, I own pets, okay? I name my pets. My pets don't name me, okay? I name my pets, okay? So if I name my pets, then I'm creating the box for my pets, okay, for them to live in, okay? My pets don't name me, I name it. So if the dominant European culture named the slaves for commerce purposes, making money off of, they made money off of commerce, okay, off of slaves, but they named their pet black to maintain an indoctrination inferiority. And that's why I'm bringing this up because, as Dr. Norris Shelton said, we're not fighting and having issues with Negroes, Blacks, and African Americans, we're having problems with people who've been mislabeled, mischaracterized, deceived, and led to stay in the box, and we're trying to fight out of it the best way we can, and we are the descendants we're going to say. And so, we're that pet that don't like our pet name no more. We, we, don't, we, don't, we don't feel comfortable with that name anymore, so we're fighting about it, and it starts with our men. And so, you know, we got this guest coming on talking about crime and violence and everything. So that's why I wanted to bring that up. I'm just trying, you know, I said, I need your help. I'm a little heavy. Well, all right? when I, we talk I see, about... When I we see talk my partner across the way looking at me. <laughs> when we talk about, you know, the and, and, you know, a couple things to clarify, you know, me, me show, brother Misho and Daniels, you know, as you said, you know, you, you, you hang around a majority of European. That's at work, right? So at work, uh, you you are, are are mostly around a majority uh, European. Make no mistakes about it. I've seen you in the hood. I've seen you around all the brothers and, and whatnot. And there's a lot of brothers that are around you. So I wanna I wanna clarify that because I don't want nobody trying to call up here and uh, uh, start no stuff, right? Um, but at the same time, you said something important, and I don't even think you realize you said it. You said about naming your pet. You called it an it. You said you, you said you said you said you name it. So ultimately, when you start talking about that, that's something that you own. It's a thing. That's right. It's something right. that you own. You don't consider it uh, on the same level as you. You consider it beneath you, you, which is why it gets called an it. So just the same when wow. you start talking about the dominant European culture and, and, and what they named us, uh, they named us, period, first and foremost, because we were considered property. Uh, we, we were not it. considered, we were considered- We was that it. We was that it. Exactly. And, and so first and foremost, that was the case. Now, getting back to the idea of will the real men stand up in the community, 
we've got to because we're, we're jumbled up in the head. We're mangled up in the head right. uh, because we, we're the emotional identity crisis in the head. Right. So we've got to get to a point to where uh, we've got to get out of this identity crisis and back into understand. And I think we were we were more we were closer to being out of that identity. It, it seems like we we had an identity crisis and then we we got freed and started uh, uh, focusing on ourselves and our community, but then we got back into a uh, identity crisis because somewhere along the line, somebody said, "Hold up, that property is getting away. That our, our property uh, is getting away. We got our to property do something. Is getting away. We got to get our property back. How do we do oh, it? Let's man. start controlling oh, their minds. Hey, hey, listen up, listen up. Let's go ahead and pay some bills, bro. Let's pay some bills. Let's pay some bills. Okay, let's go and honor the people that we need to pay some bills. But let's go to a break. Okay, and we're gonna go to a break and come back and we're gonna talk and pay, pay some bills, bills and everything. Pay some bills. We gotta do that. Thank you to being on the truth be told. We'll be right we'll back. We'll be right back. For those of you that think that gospel music has gone too far, you think we've got too radical with our message. Well, I got news for you. You ain't heard nothing yet. And if you don't know, now you know. Uh, uh, 
GodsLivesMatter.com, folks. Uh, they're a sponsor here. Um, and, you know, God's Lives Matter is also a sponsor of uh, the Tipping Point Show on Saturdays. You know, the thing about God's Lives Matter is that every human life has infinite value, folks. And that's what God's Lives Matter is all about. So, uh, you know, there's T-shirts that are being sold all over the world. And you can get it right there on GodsLivesMatter.com. So, folks, remember, GodsLivesMatter.com. Check out the apparel link, and uh, you can grab some of those T-shirts. And your T-shirt money and everything is going towards uh, one of the greatest cause ever, which is to help push the narrative that God's lives matter. All right. Remember uh, Frank G. Simon, folks. He's also a sponsor of the show. That's Dr. Frank G. Simon. Folks, uh, he is a immunologist. He is a uh, allergist. Um, this gentleman here will make sure that uh, if you have allergies, if you uh, have immunity issues, then guess what? He's the perfect guy to go to. And sitting here in Louisville, Kentucky, in the Ohio Valley, where allergies is prominent, um, especially in a day and age like this pandemic, when people act like we didn't sneeze before uh, coronavirus, we right. didn't cough before right. coronavirus, we were coughing and sneezing up a storm. So guess what? You can go to Frank G. Simon, uh, 502-629-3320. Folks, the G stands for gangster. I've seen him park before. He just will park. <laughs> And, and, and I, I parked far away from him. But, man, Frank G. Simon, 629-3320. That's the 502 area code. Hit him up, folks. Um, also, what? who else? We got uh, History Untold? Well, we want to talk about History Untold. My, uh, We could not be on the airways. We could not be. This is a brainchild of History Untold 400. This is an organization that uh, helped sponsor, talk about, bring up the lies about untold stories that you may not have heard. Like, how many of you knew that uh, 2017, we marched on Frankfurt on, in the state capitol? It was History Untold with God's Lives Matter and all those organizations that put that together. So History Untold, look it up on Facebook. Uh, look it up on historyuntold400.org and uh, learn more about why we are taking the time to tell stories that you've not heard of before. HistoryUntold400.org. Hey, man, listen up, bro. Uh, we're going to have uh, the guest, you know, Chili Moe, you know, uh, Chili Moe from California, okay? Uh, uh, he's going to be here, as I guess, he's going to be calling in at the 9.30 uh, hour and everything, so we got to steal a lot of meat. A lot of meat and potatoes to talk about and everything, but uh, I want to bring up Chili Moses a little bit because I, I think it's going to be very good because we're going to play an unlearn, the relearn segment before he comes on and everything that leads right into uh, the conversation with him about what it's going to take to get us back where our community is being taken back by men. By men. What a real man going to stand up, okay? And, and help stop this violence. Let me speak to that, Joe. Man, you know, when you start talking about that, I mean, and and, and that was something that, that came to me as we were talking yeah. about this show. Right. Um, will the real men please stand up? You know, it, it's a situation to where even when I sat there and I watched some of the interviews, um, right. you know, after the shooting, 
this past week. All I saw was a bunch of emotional, well, not, not all I saw, but there was a lot of emotional um, immaturity that was being right. displayed, you know, things people right. yelling out, saying, oh, they, you know, it's the reason why the violence is here is because uh, they, there's nothing to do. You know, there's that really when, you know, when I don't have anything to do me, Sean, I don't think, you know what? Let me go shoot some stuff up because I'm bored right, right. now. That, that doesn't cross right. my mind. Right. So to sit there and right. always, always, always take your finger right. and move it all everywhere other direction except towards your own face is exactly. immature. And that's not a sign of a man. So we, we're lacking real males, real men in the community um, that have that emotional intelligence to to step up and 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 dictate and and push and move and stop these issues in the community because back in the day it was the men who fixed the bicycles in the community for the young kids it was the men who went and and went across the street to 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 you know fix somebody's fence that fell over or something like that you know now uh, that stuff just gets left undone you know, um, and then then you end up with a dilapidated community um, because nobody's there with a hammer and nail uh, that knows how to use one to 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 step up. Nobody's the kids are running amok because uh, nobody's out there to say, "Hey, boy, come here," and yoke them up and say, "Hey, right. you need That's to calm right. down. You need to chill." You know, John Yaw, John Yaw was here last week talking about emotional intelligence, and we. I had someone uh, uh, kind of crack on our show last week that we were, you know, you know, kind of said that we were, you know, t- not talking about things that was relevant because uh, the person felt like uh, we needed to have all this, a lot more emotional things that were attractive to children, you know, getting children all emotionally attached to it. And what I realized is that uh, what John was talking about is that there are males and females who are very emotional. Okay, uh, you can you can identify them by how their behavior, and then you have what we call intelligent men and intelligent females, or what I call masculine and feminine. You can tell the level of maturity by how they behave. What I've come to realize, Joe, is that I keep it real, man. When I think about Marcus, when I think about you, when I think about Peter Hayes, when I think about uh, 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 Leonard and all the men that really called me friend, okay, I see you all as masculine, intelligent brothers, okay? The ones that have problems with me, I've come to notice. I'm just saying what I'm saying, all right? I've noticed some level of emotional masculine and emotional feminine. You know what, Come Michonne, on, man. Can we talk about that a little listen, bit? Listen, Michonne, let, let, me, let me break this down real quick, all right? This, I'm going to do this real quick. Emotional intelligence. You can read the book. Uh, I think it's the eighth habit of uh, wealthy people, something like that. Um, yes, folks, books, right. books still do exist. I want you to know that. Um, in that book, <laughs> Dr. Stephen Covey talks about emotional intelligence. And what he says is emotional intelligence is a, having to do with the space between action versus reaction. All right. The space in between action 
versus reaction. So again, reaction versus response. So again, that space in between action versus reaction, the, the, how large of a space a person has, uh, the larger the space gives them the opportunity to think in between action versus reaction. All right. Now, people who are quick to react on things, uh, maybe you get stopped by the cop and um, the first thing you say is, you know, officer, why, why you stop me? And you start to get aggressive. Right. So so the, the, that person has a low emotional intelligence. All right. And, and, and with that being said, that's because the space in between action versus reaction is not very big. Now, what contributes to that space? Your environment, things you've gone through your right. whole life, things right. that, that, that have happened. So, so yes, when we start talking about uh, American descendants of slaves, yes, there is a, 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 a lower level of emotional intelligence there. But some of us have had the opportunity and had the ability to grow up out of that. Right. And, and that's right. what we're talking about is the ability to grow up out of that, to recognize it first and foremost, and then grow up out of that. Because, again, you know, they would label emotional intelligence as a as a greater gauge of a person's intelligence than even IQ. So EQ being a greater gauge of a person's actual intelligence than IQ, because it takes a lot to sit there and have people uh, maybe talk junk in your face, this, that, and the other, and you not bust them in their jaw, you know, so. Right, the patience, the patience. You know, I actually, I've actually liked the way you broke that off, man. You know, we had the 928 hour and everything, so I want to go ahead and do that uh, unlearn, relearn, but I want to I wanna just piggyback that you are on something. The smaller your space, the more emotional you are. The larger your space, the more intelligent you are because you got more in it to cause you to think. That's what you were saying. I just want to make it people say, the smaller your space, oh, man, the more emotional you are. The larger your space, the more intelligent you are. So unlearn to relearn moment here. I want uh, to kick this off. Go ahead. Tom Burrell's brainwashed. As black capitalist David Walker argued in his 1829 pamphlet, Bill to colored citizens of the world. American slave owners, unlike their counterparts in some other slave-based economies, had no regard or familial attachment. In fact, they made a conscious, willful decision to control slaves' minds through decimating the black family. Deconstructing the very concept of black family was central to the massive enterprise to build a new economy and to lay the cornerstones of personal fortune. Assessing this from a marketing perspective to achieve their strategy, slavers did not have Africans with any vestiges of the family brand. In layman's terms, the black family had to be destroyed, and the first order of business was to alienate the black family's designated protector, the black male. Ooh, wow, man. Wow. 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 That's all you can say. Wow. So we uh we got the uh, we got Chili Moats on the line. I hear Chili Moats is on the line and everything. Before we bring Chili Moats on, I want to break to a commercial, come back, and let him be the highlight of worry. But before we go there, speak to what you just heard there, uh, what you just heard from the unlearn relearn. Well, in, in in a sense, it's something it's something that we we know, something that we knew, uh, which is that 
the, the breakdown in our communities in this day and age has been the disappearance of the alpha uh, black male in the community. So, um, you know, there's a reason, and, and, and it makes sense. When, when you're at war, um, you know, and you can speak to this. Well, you, eliminate. You, you know all about this, uh, me, Sean. I know all about it. That's the military right. Military. Goes it's, in a, it's a military tactic. What do they do first? Move. They first take down the head. They take they down cut the head, head off. And and that's what's happened in our community. Um, yeah. Just the same. So so that you know that right there spoke Perfect. to that absolutely. We're gonna go to a break and come on back to and next up. Next up is Chili Moe's in California. You can come on and talk about the violence, the stop the violence in our community. We'll see you in a moment, Let's folks. Go! All right, hear the music. Hear the music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. Listen in and unlearn to relearn. As we set the record straight. The record straight. And now, your host of the Truth Be Told Show. 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 Mr. Just Ask Joe and Uncle Nishan. Welcome back to Truth Be Told, Truth Be Told. Well, we have another great guest that's going to be on the airways with us. And uh, I know, I've know i been knowing this brother, so I'm pretty excited about what we're going to talk about. But I really want to get back in that vibe where you and uh, 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 Joe, you and uh, Chili Moses on the line and everything talking. So... Uh, just a little bit, not not heavy, but to the most, welcome to Truth Be Told. Walk up, bro. You here with us? Yeah, good morning to your brother, Michonne, and to your co-host, and to my Louisville family. It's good to hear you, my brother. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Tell us a little. Hey, Michonne, when, when, when you say my Louisville boy. family, then then is, is he a Louisville native? No, but I know a lot of people in Louisville, and I am from Indiana, brother. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, oh, that's what's oh, up. Oh, okay. What part of Indiana? I didn't even know that. I'm from Terre Haute, Indiana, and a good friend of mine out here at Whitfield played on the 1975 Louisville Cardinals basketball team when they almost beat UCLA for the title. We played high school against each other in Indiana. Okay, okay, okay. So you got a little roots here. You got a little roots here. Yeah, all right, right, all right, all right. All right. They do call me but they do call me chilly most from coast to coast, brother. <laughs> so for those who don't for those who don't, because you know when I when I was booking you for the show, you know, I I had a little a little pushback from a lot of 
Who is this chili mode? What chili mode? Chili mode. Hot sauce? Pepper? What, what, what's up? So please tell people about who's chili mode and what chili mode is all about. Well, you know, brother, uh, it's good to be with you, like I said earlier. Chili Moe, is a brother from the Midwest, uh, grew up in Indiana, in Terre Haute, Indiana. Most people think of Terre Haute when they think of Larry Bird, who played at Indiana State University, the great Larry Bird, but he was actually from French Lick, Indiana. Uh, but, you know, when you look at Terre Haute, Indiana, and the sports scene there, my family dominated sports from 1950 to 1971 when I graduated. And, you know, seven brothers, came up doing it there and we dominated the sports that a lot of the, the, the sports records that still on hold today. But you know, also I'm a musician, sort of thing at the age of three, doing the college circuit, taught myself how to play guitar at the age of nine and led bands from 10 to about 18 years old and did the college circuit and the nightclubs and all that stuff. Probably was too young to be in some of those nightclubs, but <laughs> we did that circuit in the 60s. We moved to LA. In uh, 71, came out here, and, and actually the first band that I had, my backup band was a group that you guys might know, a band called Rolls Royce. Uh, you know, they did Car Wash. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. All right. So, you know, I, I went my own way, got into the business world, but I always dabbled in music and was always around a lot of great musicians. Came back on the scene toward the end of the 80s in the music scene, but Brother James Brown went to jail. You guys might have been around during that time. Remember James Brown went to jail for traffic ticket. Uh, spent a few years in jail, and we did a song called Free James Brown and led a movement that got James. He was out of six years since got James out of jail in a couple of years early. So, you know, we've done a few things like that. And uh, I'm also a, a producer of the famous Chuck Strong, who's a Southern Soul Blues artist, one of the greatest artists of, did a couple of number one records on him. And, you know, in 19, uh, 2011, I decided to come out with a CD, uh, use my voice at that time. And I did two songs, one called uh, Stop the Violence and one called Fight for Your Rights, which is a dedication to Dr. King. Right. The name of the CD was In Love With Love. And during that time, uh, I was talking to a brother in Selma, Alabama, and I said, brother, are you going to play Fight for Your Rights as a dedication to Dr. King in January of 2012? He said, yeah. He said, but Chilla, you know, you got this song called Stop the Violence. And he kind of broke up and tears came in his throat in his eyes. And he said, you know, um, last weekend there was 17 brothers in a, in a funeral home, one block from the radio station, under the age of 18, ready to be buried. I think he should start a movement. So I told him I would pray about it. Then about a week later, I was in the King Day Parade and... Long Beach, and as we rolled through the parade uh, in my, you know, my drunk, my convertible Lexus with the, the, the great Paula Moffat, we played those two songs, and young people from the age of three to grandparents of all races uh, ran up to the car and they was dancing in the street, so that was the confirmation for me. So as we went across the country and promoted the, the music, we started the international Stop the Violence, In Love With Love campaign. And what that's about is breaking down the barriers of age, race, gender, and religion to change the mindset of humanity by putting God first and saving the young people of the world. They are the future, and God is now for making. And even back in Indiana, we was always socially conscious, doing things in the in the community, 
uh, for, for Terrell, Indiana, and, and we was always socially conscious with the music growing up in the 60s during that time when there was a lot of great artists out, James right. Brown and the Motown sound and the Stack sound and Philadelphia sound. So, you know, that was always embedded into my DNA. So as we went across this country, then I got two radio shows. I, I was offered a radio show in 2012 and Louisiana did that and then uh, did that for six months. But I was offered a show in Uniontown, Alabama at the same time. So I used, I used to do two shows, but then I started just doing the one after that. And um, I've been on the air for nine years, going on 10 years next year on WV is in victory, efforts and Frank G is in God. WBFT 107.5 FM in Uniontown, Alabama. Brother Minshaw and I had you on before, I think a few times. And the show was about honoring the unsung heroes and sheroes of the nation. Right. And I've been to to been on over 3,000 radio appearances, over 200 million listeners. And we currently are honoring, uh, starting last Friday, we had on, a, I heard you talked about being in the service. You know, I think one of the reasons why we started the International Stop the Violence and Love of Love campaign is one of my older brothers who was inducted into the Indiana State High School Track and Field Hall of Fame right. in 2015. He was killed in Vietnam in 1968. So I think that's why I spearheaded me to what I'm doing currently. But the last Friday, we kicked off honoring veterans for the rest of this year. Yes, on sir. So we, we had Special Forces Command uh, Lieutenant Colonel General Ramon Rodriguez. Okay. We kicked it off with him. And that brother, you know, he got three silver stars in Vietnam in 34 days. And in the 18th month uh, service, he had three silver stars, three bronze stars, and five purple hearts. You see, so, so just, kick it off with him. Go ahead. And then, Tilly, I just want to uh, jump in there, man, because you've dropped a lot on us and everything, man. And uh, one of the biggest things uh, that I, I I didn't realize how much older you were of me. I mean, I thought you, was, you know, I thought you were a little closer to me, but now I'm starting to realize you, you kind of uh, uh, GG. You know, you kind of, you know, you 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 you, you up there with my father. Well, yeah. he's, a, he's, a, he's a triple OG. But I've been out here a long time. Though. I've been out here a long time and seen a lot of things and experienced a lot of things, but uh, so, I still can take, take the bridge, you know. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So you also will also, since you were born, because it's quite obvious you were born before 1960. So you yeah, have... Go ahead. No, no. So ahead. that means that you have experienced the color indoctrination that our country been faced with and everything. And so you also know that culturally our men wasn't actually living within their full potential of being the men that they potentially came, could be until after 1960. So would you say our lack of our parents and our grandparents, specifically our men, not being able to be all the men that they could potentially be before 1960, before the civil rights, before after Martin Luther King's assassination, would you say that that maybe contribute to why we have the children being bred the way they've been bred, where they have the absence of fathers in their home, you have so many women feeling that they can lead, and you got these black pastors and everything thinking that they're the father, the husband, and the man in the household. Would you speak to that, man? Because, you know, we're trying to put things together that's going to resolve moving forward. But we got to know where we come from. So I want you to tell us, do you think what we went through, what y'all went through, contributed to now? 
Well, but I think that um, men did fulfill their potential. They dealt with the hand that they were dealt with. Okay. I mean, if you look back at the history of this country, you know, uh, we didn't come over here on a continental cruise, you know. So when you think about the history, this country was built on, on violence. When you think about it, you know, when our European brothers and sisters came here, there was 60 million Native Americans, 60 million. And then after, you know, they were killed off, it ended up with 800,000. And they killed off 59 million Native Americans, and, and we came here as slaves and stuff like that. But I think men fulfilled their potential depending on the laws that they came up with. You know, we came through slavery. And after slavery, we came through convict leasing. For those who don't know what convict leasing is, when Sam Cooke came out with a record called The Chain Game in the 50s, mm. it was a big hit record, but it was actually talking about brothers being chained up, ancestors being chained up, uh, working in the South, building railroads and stuff like that, building the infrastructure of the country. And actually, convict leasing started in the late 1860s, and it was really worse than, than slavery, with brothers was walked down the street, and it was either plantation owners at that time when the slaves were free, made a, uh, you know, agreement with the, with the uh, governments, with the state governments, and the state governments would, would they would pay a, a dollar piece for each person mm. that they would put in jail, and then make them brothers be chained, uh, you know, chain them up so they would do the work. And then, of course, they didn't get any money. So after three or four hundred years of free, then it went from comic leasing to to Jim Crow, then from Jim Crow to always with segregation. But you know, if you look back in 1860s, man, after after the you know brothers and sisters, you know, start farming definitely in the South, was it was a lot of cities that was all back, like Mount Bayou, Mississippi, during slavery had the best cotton in the whole world. But it was one of the first cities uh, that was all that ran by all blacks, and it's still all black today. They doing some great work in, in Mount Bayou, Mississippi yeah, Mount, today. We just had Mount Bayou uh, interview uh, last uh, la last week. Uh, Mount week? Bayou was here. No, the week before, week before that. Yeah, yeah, we Mount Bayou. Uh, isn't that right, Joe? Yeah, yeah, that, and that, and we learned a lot about uh, Mount Bayou that that I didn't know, and um, you know the museum that's uh, uh, you know going to be going up and all that good stuff. So uh, yeah, that that's a very prominent place in 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 history for our community. Yeah, Mount yeah, Bayou. Uh, the Johnson brothers, uh, Herman Johnson Jr. And that's who was on the air with us. Yeah, that's who was actually here with us. Herman Johnson was here with us on the air. Uh, you can listen to that. Right. Okay, go ahead. Well, you know, Herman Johnson, I introduced Herman Johnson to Dr. Alvin Simpson. Okay. And Alvin Simpson is the brother who put up the uh, African Artifacts Museum. That's a good friend of mine as well, uh, Dr. Simpson. And he has a great, great history of among himself. So anyway, as you, as you move up, in the in the in the early 1900s with Dr. Du Bois and Booker T. Washington and all those people like that, and uh, and it was always brothers fulfilling their potential with with uh, you know uh, the hand that they was being dealt. Then you look into the 30s and the 40s, but the first image that I remember, I was three years old, brother. That the first image of violence that I remember uh, was Emmett Till being on the mm. magazine mm. and. And then with Mamie Teal uh, saying that she wanted to have the coffin opened up so the whole world could see what these brothers in Mississippi did to their son. And even Muhammad Ali spoke about uh, that image that, that haunted him because him and Emmett Teal was the same age. They were mm. just a few months apart. 
And then me being three or four years old during that time and watching the Montgomery bus boycott and all that stuff like that. So I just think that sometimes black men, you know, get a bad rep uh, of what we've accomplished and what we're doing. I know a lot of black men is raising their kids, but of course the media has a way of, of saying these negative things about our brothers. And I think that me showing you a good father, I'm pretty sure that brother that's on the line, your co-host is a good father. So I think that sometimes even though they paint violence and put a black face on violence, but if you look at violence around this country, black people kill black people, white people kill white people, Latinos kill Latinos, Asians kill Asians. So most people kill the people in their own communities. But my thing is this with violence. One life lost is one life too many anywhere on the planet. Okay. And if we take that concept of one life lost is one life too many anywhere on the planet, and look, let me just share this with you, um, and then I'll give it back to you. There's a brother that I've been working with who's going to be on my show today. You might want to bring this brother on. It's Reverend Anthony Williams, and he's looking at violence as a public health crisis. Uh, in June, they passed the HB 158 violence public health crisis uh, amendment in the state of Illinois, and the state of Illinois allocated $38 billion to look at violence as a health crisis. Now, this brother started out on, the, on March from Chicago on June 23rd, and he stopped in Gary, Indiana, stopped being, he stopped in Cleveland, he stopped in Toledo, he stopped at doing press conferences across the country, right, he stopped right, in right. Pittsburgh, he stopped in Philly. He ended up, he went to New York, spoke at the Riverside Church where Dr. King spoke, and he ended up in in uh, Washington D.C., he wants to make he wants to make this public uh, violence of public health uh, crisis. Uh, uh, well, President Biden to sign it as a uh, uh, as know, a national as a national thing, not just specific to any one demographic of people, but nationally too. That's affecting everybody, right? Everybody, and put in put in systems in all these states that are adjusted. Not just you know uh, when you talk about gun violence, you talk. People say, oh, gun violence, somebody going to go take my gun. Well, you know, we do have too many guns on the street. When you think about the amount of guns that's in this country and that whole mentality, you think about, you know, over almost a billion guns that's on the street, brother. Right, well, you know, I mean, don't, let's not go down that road because uh, I believe that we... I'm making a point. I'm making a point. My point is this. I'm not, we're not trying to talk, he, he's not trying to say gun violence is the issue. He's not trying to say take people's guns. He's trying to say it's a public health crisis. Right. So it, he won't be attacking people talking about their guns because, you know, people trip up when they talk about guns. You think they're going to take them and all of that. So he's looking to put in systems where we, uh, we'll be taking, uh, you know, corporations, churches, uh, putting in systems to deal with it as a health crisis. Right, so right. There will be programs and stuff like that to uplift, to enlighten people, to deal with people uh, uh, so people can make better choices right. about about doing some violence to one person or another. I ain't even talking about gun violence because that's a whole nother that's issue. A, yeah, right, yeah, that's a whole nother yeah, conversation. As soon as y'all started talking but about just, that. We, I, we, I, we, I, we, we got some callers. Uh, we got a callers. We want to get some callers on the line. We got some callers. Okay, uh, we can. Uh, a caller can call in if you want to ask Tilly Moe any question. Five seven one. That's five zero two five seven one twelve forty. Again, that's five zero two five seven one twelve forty. Call in and talk to Chili Most. 
when when, and, hey, um, look, when y'all started talking about the guns, man, you know, people people get scared when you start talking about that because they, they start thinking, like you said, taking away guns. I even took my gun. I moved it behind me and got it out the way because I was scared. Uh, y'all was talking about taking away the guns. Um, but, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, what is interesting in talking and listening to you, um, I really learned a lot more about, you know, if you remember, you came on the Focus Show, okay, with me, okay, and uh, uh, and we had a conversation about a couple of things and everything. Uh, look up, we got a caller and everything, and uh, uh, caller. Uh, uh, Welcome to uh, the Truth Be Told what, Show. What you want to say? Yes, uh, I was just listening there to Chili Most, and I had a question for him about uh, our community. And the question is, what about our community that he believes causes our self-esteem to be so low that we would kill one another for some kind of perceived or imagined disrespect? Mm, very good question, caller. Mm. Well, I think that, um, first of all, when you think about the young brothers and sisters that's going to be the future of this country, uh, I think that the adults play a role in it because parenting. we cannot get along. Well, not only parenting, just, just adults in general. If we cannot show that we can get along with each other and they look at, up, uh, up to us as mentors and people who are supposed to be looked up to, if me and you, we sure can't get along, then how can we expect young people to get along, number one? Number two, when you think about watch California, all these different ghettos around the country, and you look at the conditions in those countries, I mean, in a part of, it's like a country within a country. When you look at those conditions, uh, I think that that us as adults have to play more a uh, specific role. And then for those who become successful, we have to get back. We, I have to come back to Indiana. I have to come back to Louisville, uh, 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 to Louisville. We have to come back to the places where our origins and give back. But I don't really buy into um, uh bashing black men because I know a lot of brothers that's doing great things that's not in the media. My thing is not to uh, bash people. My, my thing is to uplift people. So, but let me just say this about, about race one more thing. In Mississippi, they're doing a race reconciliation and healing event uh, twice in, uh, in October. They've done it in, in August and in September. Right. And the event is being held by white Republicans, white Democrats, which are politicians, right. black Republicans, black Democrats, which are politicians, uh, with, uh, uh, community leaders, uh, pastors, people in the community. And if, if we can get this conversation about this race uh, going on and becoming successful in a state like Mississippi with its history and take that as a model and move it across the country, I think we can do some great things. But my thing is, is looking forward to make this a better country and then as the United States goes, the world goes. You, you, um, yeah. I have, I, I, it's like so many different ways, but, yeah, Joe, I'm going to let you I, jump I in. I got to say something real quick. You know, mindset is everything. And so to right. the question uh, that the caller uh, had, mindset is what we have to attack before. We can do anything out here in the world, physical rallies, this, that, and the other. But if you are not attacking mindset, then you'll never accomplish anything. That's the reason why it's been so many years and 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 we've seemed to uh, gotten worse and worse. We got more right. uh, uh, of our people with money in their pockets, greater wealth than, than ever they've before, ever yeah. had greater, before. Yeah, right. 
But exactly. we still got images of officers' knees on necks as of last year. Why? Because of mindset. We're not attacking mind. People need to cut the TV off. People need to cut the radio off and stop listening to garbage music because these things are the things that are getting into your subconscious that allows you to enact out these things later. So if you're sitting there listening to the biggest gangster rap BS garbage music, uh, you know, Percocet, 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 guess what? You're going to act that stuff out because it's embedded deep into your subconscious. So we've got to attack mindset before anything. It's easy to kill a nigga. Why? Because that's mindset. Now, tell someone to walk up and kill a king. So we got to re- we got to revamp. We got to unlearn to relearn how we even see ourselves as a people. Uh, stop seeing ourselves as niggers and start seeing ourselves as kings and queens. And if uh, we go biblical, then let's talk about how God imparted a portion of his spirit into us. Guess what? That makes you somewhat of a, a mini God in your particular world to govern your world and make changes within your world simply by speaking and thinking things into existence. So guess what? Uh, you are not a nigger. Let's unlearn to relearn that. Hey, uh, you know what? Um, Joe, you took the words right out of my mouth. I, I, it was kind of heavy. A lot of things, you know, when I, I, when I got out of the military and I, and I came back into the community, and I took a lot of heat by becoming a conservative brother, okay? You know, a lot of people, you know, I, because I went straight conservative. And it had nothing to do with color. It had to do with self-preservation. And you and I hear people say, don't bash our men and don't cry, criticize, don't criticize our men. Well, the numbers don't lie, okay? We are not handling marriage. We are out of divorce, men not handling these. And it's the numbers. We ain't talking about what the reporting. We're talking about the numbers. The numbers show that there are too many households led by women absent the fathers in their households. Okay? It's over 70%. All right? It's, 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 not, a, it's, not, about, it's not about bashing our men either. It's about speaking right, up, it's speaking, speaking to truth. Because if you walk around speaking and no one ever truth. speaks, exactly. if no one ever speaks truth to you, guess what? You walk around continuing to believe you the You'll never know. Hey, 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 when my when my when my credit score was down below six hundred and everything, had not the banker and the person that wanted to loan me some money spoke truth about the fact that I needed to get my credit score over seven fifty and say I would not have been able to put my wife and I in a better home and everything. I had to have someone speak truth to me. And that's why I have a real problem with people don't want to speak truth. They want to consider it as being negative when you're speaking truth. And with that being said, Truth be told, we're going to uh, come right back to Chili Most as we're going to be closing out. Dude, let's break off to a little commercial and come on back. Truth be told!
America has forgotten, forgotten, listen in and unlearn to relearn as we set the record straight, record straight, and now your host of the Truth Be Told Show, Joe, Joe. All right, welcome, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Now, Chili, go ahead and let everybody, I want to thank you, Chili, for, you know, uh, coming on, spending some time with us and sharing uh, what's going on with you and everything. Tell people how they can reach out to you, and and I, I think me and Joe need to together come on your show. Okay, Joe, would you like that? Absolutely, we need to come Tell the show. crowd about uh, your show and, and, and how they can reach out to you, Chili. Yeah, truth be told, it's a good show. I just want to say this uh, real quick. When you think about George Floyd and the violence that, that's going on in the community today, it was actually worse before cell phones in the back in the 50s and, and even beyond. It was worse because it wasn't getting reported in our white brothers and sisters were getting away with way more than what they can get away with now. But you can reach me, uh, Chili Most. You can email me at chilimostmusic at AOL.com. You can check me out, Chili Most, on Facebook. I'm currently working on the new CD, brother. should be dropping a book in the first part of this year. You can tune in to Chili Most Show on WVFG 107.5 FM in Uniontown, Alabama. And truth be told, it's a great show. I want people to tune in. And your brother's got something great going on, man. And, and as Ali said, Service to others is the rent you pay for a room in heaven. So keep mm. up good work. Well, listen up. Uh, we're going to call this a wrap, but I won't be here next week. I'll be celebrating my 25-year anniversary with Miss Daniels. And Joe, you'll be here with hopefully J.C., J.C. Rowe will be joining me next week. So, folks, make sure you tune in right here on WLLV Truth Be Told Show. All right, give the music. Cue music. Start the music. Starting music. And go. It's the Truth Be Told show. Show, show, show. Where we place America first. First. Honoring those who America has forgotten. Forgotten. Listen in and unlearn to relearn. As we set the record straight. The record straight. And now, your host of the Truth Be Told show. Show, show, show. Mr. Just Ask Joe and Uncle Nishar. All right, all right. Uncle Nishar, are you gone there? You still here? You got to unmute yourself. All right, let's see. Go ahead and just tap your screen there, tap your face, and then you can hit the unmute hey, button, you hit the mic now? button. There you go. You can hear me now? Yes, give me one second. Let me go out and come back in so I can get the volume straight. Hold on one second. All right. All right. So once again, that was a uh, uh, that was a great show. What you think, man? Uh, yeah, it was a great show. Um, I I like where we were going at the very end, and I and you chimed. We're still in, we're, uh, we're still live. We're still live. Just so you know, still live. Uh, you chimed in real good. Where after he gave his long 
conversation about a few things. Uh, I really like how you came back and let him know that, you know, we cannot be afraid to, uh, you know, uh, call people out, man. You know, yeah, it was, you know, again, you know, we got to speak truth always. And and that's the that's the thing. More people are, are afraid of truth versus a lie. People enjoy living the lie. They, they like the lie because the, a, a lie is comfortable. A lie is easy. Exactly. So people enjoy the lie, you know, but the truth hurts so, because the truth makes you face yeah, yourself. Yeah, the one that enjoy the lie, there the, you the, go. There yeah, you the go. truth there makes you, you look in the mirror, face yourself, and start asking yourself some questions when you start talking truth. Right. That's why you know, I love I mean, the you know, title of this show, Truth and Talk. Because the Absolutely. fact is that it's not until you're willing to, to face some truth about yourself can you move on, okay? As long as you continue living a lie, you're going to still continue staying in that lie and everything. And too often, too many of us have bought the lie, okay? They, they told, they've gotten happy with the lie and everything. And, and nobody called people out. My wife don't lie to me, okay? My wife tells me the truth. Sometimes I don't even want to hear all that truth, okay? <laughs> but it's good for me to hear the truth, okay? Because living a lie deceives you and make you live in falsehood. Would you agree, man? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, you know, hearing the truth, number one, it, it, it creates a more honorable person. And ultimately, you know, in the future, I know I can trust this person. It's like, right. you know, with my kids, I want my kids to always tell me the truth. Because right. if something serious happens, something serious uh, goes on, then I want to be able to say, no, nah, that's not my kids. If somebody else is pointing right. the finger at them to say they did this, that, and the other, I want to be able to say, no, nah, that's not my kids, because my kids don't do that. So right. if they're always speaking truth to me, then 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 I know that I can do that. But yeah, but you know, if, if you start talking lies, now I've got to be just as skeptical um, when someone else comes to me and says they did this, that, or the other. Right? You you hit right on it, and that there's a problem right there. Some of these folks, you know, why is it? And we 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 can close with this, but why is it that every time you hear about a child uh, being shot or something going on? The next day you hear the parents or somebody saying, oh, oh, that child, he was a good kid. He was just about to go to college or he was about to do this. Or he was about to, I mean, it's like. And, 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 I, and I agree, you know, there's some out there that are just innocent bystanders that get, they get shot. You know, there's plenty that aren't. But the, the biggest issue that I have is when people try to go and blame uh, the 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 community the society right. and you know like what with, with this recent shooting what i heard was uh there, there's not enough programs in right. in in the neighborhood there's 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 no grocery stores there's no uh uh, uh right. businesses there's no restaurants there's no right. what in the hell what does the that, hell have, that to have to do with that? a damn thing uh, of you controlling yourself and your environment that's just emotions talking right there that has nothing to do with uh, you know you standing up as a man and saying, you know what, maybe we shouldn't act like this or maybe we shouldn't do this. You know, it ain't because there's nothing to do or what have you as to why stuff goes on. 
I know, man. It, it, what excuses, man? What excuses? Well, listen up, man. I got to get on to my dentist appointment and everything, trying to still get this uh, my my implants put in. So hey, one thing you never, you never, you never told it, everybody. That you you got two dogs. You were talking about your your dogs earlier. It, it, one on black, black, and one on white. Uh, uh, one of I got three. I got four animals. I got three black animals. Okay, and I got one that's uh, uh, that's white. Okay, or ten. But you, you should film them one day and see how the the black ones react to the white ones. <laughs> But the point that what I, I'm glad you kind of brought that up, where I was going with that for the listening audience, is that if you didn't name yourself black and the dominant European culture named themselves white and they named you black, who's controlling the narrative? Okay, who's controlling the narrative? I control the narrative because I named my animals, okay? They live within the space that I created for them. And as as uh, my boy was saying, I called them it. I didn't I intentionally. Uh, I didn't uh, exactly. I didn't say. It. But if you think about it, they it. They 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 are they are beneath me. Okay. They they. I am the alpha in the house. Okay. I'm. You went mute on me. I don't know what happened. You know what? It's, 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 it's your phone. And you know what? On that note, we're going to go ahead and shut it down because yeah, uh, your, phone, your, your phone's doing that thing again. All right, man. Hey, look, great show. We'll see you next week. All right. Not next week. I got my anniversary, bro. All right. All right. Peace. Catch you later.